1: It is a beautiful Friday afternoon. I'm Scoot on the Air. Glad you're with us. Yeah, you know, we talked Monday about Friday was going to be here before we know it. And here we are, uh, Friday afternoon. The Saints play the Texans at noon on Sunday. LSU plays the Auburn Tigers at Tiger Stadium, Death Valley, tomorrow night at 6 o'clock. And Tulane plays tonight in Memphis against the Memphis Tigers. And Look, um, Tulane's a, a very good team. Memphis can be a really good team as well. I think Tulane wins the game tonight, but that should be a, an interesting game. And we're also going to talk later about the worst Halloween candy. I mean, what, what Halloween candy did you absolutely hate? There's actually a list of, of some of the Halloween candy. This was put together by a dentist. A list of the Halloween candy that is the worst candy for you. I mean, candy's not like health food, but some is not as bad for you as others. So we'll be talking about that. Ian Ozan is in the uh, the WWL newsroom. Good afternoon, Ian.
2: Good afternoon, Scoot. I feel like I'm in the presence of greatness being well, on the air with you.
1: Yeah, well, I mean,
2: because Coleman's in the other room. That's why. That too. Yes.
1: Hey, listen. Um. So, what was your? Uh, what was the worst candy? Halloween candy? What candy did you hate?
2: There was no worse Halloween candy. It was more, which one did I like the best, and which ones were you really ticked off uh, that your parents took out of the candy bowl because of the candy tax?
1: Ah, yeah. And then, um, you know, I always hated it when you, you know, you'd be trick or treating as a kid, and and you know, somebody would give you like an apple. I
2: mean, I don't want an a- I don't want fruit. I want candy. Yeah, I never got an apple or anything or a toothbrush. God, those are the worst. <laughs> I've heard those horror <laughs> oh, stories, oh, yeah. but I never <laughs> experienced that. Uh, for me, every now and again, you get those little. Uh, uh, strawberry candies that came in the strawberry-looking wrappers; those were like yeah, okay. Yeah. Those those aren't the best, but you know what? It's candy. As a young kid, you want that sugar rush. And yeah. I was an equal opportunity offender when it came to candy. I did not care as long as it was sweet. It was good. I ate it.
1: Now that candy that you're talking about, the strawberry candy that came in the strawberry wrapper, didn't it have kind of a mushy center? Yes, it did. Yeah. And if I, you let it sit
2: those. too long, the outside would become mushy too, and it would create a huge mess when you undid the wrapper.
1: Yeah, that's not good. That's not good. Um, I really, you know, I did didn't care for um, bit of honey. It, was that was that what it was bit of honey? Can't say I'm familiar. Bitter Honey? Is it, was that the name
3: of it, Coleman? So it's like a little charcoal stick type deal where it's like a, a long wrapper? No,
1: it was um, bit of Honey. It, it was a, it was a, a bit of Honey. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard
2: of it. it was I've bit heard of, of a taste of it. honey. It
1: was a kind of uh, taffy kind of thing. And I think it was called Bitter Honey. Anyway, maybe that's like totally old school. I never really cared too much for that because honey, I don't know, it was healthy for you. It didn't seem like it was going to be uh, too good even though honey um, just naturally is a, is a very sweet thing. But Yeah, um, but you know, when I was a kid, I never thought about a sugar rush. I didn't, you know, learn about that until much later in life. You think kids know about sugar rushes, or do they just like it because it's candy?
2: I don't know if even we figured it out, but we always heard our parents say, no, you can't have that. You're already hyper enough. You have too much yeah, sugar. I guess so. So you get an idea of what sugar can do to you, and then as you get older, you look for those more extreme candies, the sour ones, the Sour Patch Kids, or for those of us who grew up in the mid to late 90s, the Atomic Warheads. Those were the holy grail of candies. Once you could get <laughs> one of those and you could keep it in your mouth without either spitting it out or having yep. that weird look on your face, you knew you. Would arrive.
1: Yeah, and you know, you get down to where it, it, you know, it kind of looks like the, the the crust of the Earth. There's like a little tiny ball in the in the middle of it. That's right. And uh, yeah, you can count the rings and everything. It's amazing. But um, you, you know, I, I just, you know, it's interesting because you know, your parents, um, your your parents were a lot younger than my parents. See, my parents' generation. They didn't know a lot. I mean, they didn't know about—I don't think they knew about sugar buzzes. I just think they thought we weren't supposed to have too much candy. But your parents would have known about
2: the, the, the sugar rush, sugar buzz. Mm-hmm. Oh, they knew, believe me, because anytime I went to my grandparents' house, they made sure I had every bit of sugar in me to give me back. <laughs> <laughs> and torment them.
1: Yeah, it's fun, you know, when you're a grandparent, you know, you give them the candy and because and, they think you're really cool because you give them the candy and then you send them home and they give their parents hell.
2: Yeah, and now that I'm old enough to realize that was my grandparents' way of saying, this is my revenge for what you did to me. <laughs> All right,
1: so um, Taylor Swift movie. Uh, it opened up yesterday. Mm-hmm. I, I went to go see the creator and some guy came out of a, another, came out of the Taylor Swift movie and I was going to the restroom. He said, hey, Scoot, hey, Scoot, did you see the movie? It's really awesome. I said, no, I'm going to see this other movie. But he said uh, that the Taylor Taylor Swift movie was awesome. You have plans to see it?
2: I don't know. I've got enough Taylor Swift showing up at Kansas City Chiefs games to last me a little while.
1: You know, it, it's true. But, you know, I, when, you, when you thought about whether or not she'd be there last night, you had to know, because she's a marketing genius, you had to know that if she's not going to show up at every game with, with Kelsey, she's going to show up at that game because it's the, it's, the, it's the Thursday before the weekend of her opening weekend of her movie. So, of course, she's going to be there. And... Yeah, I mean, you know, you have have to, I guess you have to realize that, and Taylor Swift realizes that, boy, every time, every time Travis Kelsey does anything good, she knows the cameras might be on her. So, you know, she's already figured out that she's got to act a certain way as soon as the cameras are, are on. I wonder how much of that is really natural.
2: I, I don't know, but I'll say this. The fact that she's getting along with Travis Kelsey's mom, I'm thinking there's something natural there. Either that or Kelsey's mom is a marketing genius herself by, by going along with all of this.
1: Yeah, true. And, and you know, when you're, when you're a girl, though, you know, it, it is important to get along with the guy you're, you're dating's mom because sometimes moms look at you as a, if you're the girl, look at you as the replacement for the mom. And so you need to try to get in good with the mom. I'm, I'm sure his dad loves her.
2: Uh, I'm sure Al Michaels though wasn't enthused last night. He referred to Taylor Swift as Kelsey's quote good buddy, which has gone viral this morning online.
1: <laughs> well, I, you know, I'm not so sure that isn't the case. I mean, I'm not so sure they're boinking. I, I mean, maybe, but I'm not. I'm not so sure that it's uh, deeper than being friends. And it, it, it doesn't matter what they are. It's okay with me. But I don't know that it's much deeper than that. And I think one of the one of the clues was when Travis Kelsey recently said hey the NFL is making a, a much bigger deal about this than 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 it should it, it it's overwhelming and they're making a big deal about about nothing and so i kind of took that as kind of a clue that maybe they're just Maybe they're just good friends, which, of course, they can be. And if they're, you know, doing everything, well, then that's fine as well.
2: Which, put it this way, I don't know how much money Kelsey gets off of jersey sales, but she's helped his jersey sales a bunch. So, I don't know. It gives a new meaning to friends with benefits, but he's getting a monetary (laughs) benefit out of her. It's true. All right. Uh,
1: You know, Sam, we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks for being there to do the news with us.
2: My pleasure, Scoot. All right. Let's go to uh,
1: James and Harvey. James, thanks for hanging on. Welcome to the show.
4: First, let me do, do something I, I want to agree with you on because we might not agree on the last part. Okay. Please do, go out, please do go out and vote. Whether you're informed or not informed, whether you care or not, at least exercise your voice and vote. So when you're whining about what's wrong, yeah. you can say, well, I didn't vote for that fool."
1: And, and don't you don't you think it's 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 good to just physically be and, and emotionally be involved in the process of democracy? It, it, I mean, it, there's something very positive about going out there and taking the time to be part of the process, part of the system.
4: OK, now that's the part we agree on. And yes, we need to do that. Now, I think we may agree, but uh, I want to see if I could clarify your question about this um, ebony alert. OK, I'm going to say some names. And I want to see if you could give me, uh, if you could think of any uh, black or brown or Indian or whatever that have the same notoriety as these names: the Lindbergh baby, John Bonet Ramsey, Adam Walsh, Gabby Petino. The one that gives me the most is Adam Walsh. That boy was murdered horrifically. And he changed laws. His dad became a celebrity, got a TV show about uh, anti-crime. But that same year, two years before that, 26 black children in Atlanta were abducted and murdered just as horrifically for two years, from 79 to 81. I don't think most of your listeners could name one of those black kids. And when Adam Walsh's son was found murdered, that 26 kids that was starting to get national attention, it went away.
1: But with That's the exception of with, with the exception of Walsh, you, you mentioned um, children of, of famous people. Um, you're bringing up a really good point. And but here's my question: if people don't, if people aren't paying attention to missing black children, which is a travesty, they they should be paying attention to that. If they're if they're not paying attention to it now is an ebony alert going to make them pay more attention? I mean, Hell no. I, I, but so no. so that's the, I, my, my, my my main point, James, is I don't know that this is going to do any good other than just show that, you know, that we're divided. And I think a missing person is a missing person. And, and everybody who's missing is, is worthy of being found.
4: Yeah, but school, here's, here's what I'm trying to say. You're right. I wish they wouldn't have called it ebony alert. I wish they just kept doing what... There was a documentary a couple of years ago about black women and children missing, and there's a disparity there. There's no question about it. The well, where, where, does the disparity,
1: is, where, where does the disparity come in? Does it come in with, with law enforcement? Is law enforcement not looking for, for these people, or are a lot of these people missing, and it's 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 family members who have uh, have taken them from one place to another, and maybe they're just missing in, in that way? I, I'm a little confused disparity
4: about that. I, the disparity I see is there's a national outcry when a certain group or a certain demographic is missing. Like, right now, what's going on in Gaza? I'm watching the news, and there's something missing. They keep talking about uh, Israeli citizens and American citizens or dual citizens Americans in Israel. What are we doing to get them out? Well, there's also some American citizens that are Palestine. What are we doing to get them out? Nobody's talking about that. We do have a disparity in this country. We like who we like.
1: Oh we do. We, I, we I'm do. not gonna argue with that. You know, we we, we, no, we definitely we definitely do. That's
4: the point I'm trying to make.
1: All right, James. Well I, I do appreciate the call and um, have a great weekend. You too, do all right, let's go to Olivia. Olivia, welcome to the show.
5: Hi, Scoot. Hi, Hi Coleman. So I agree with everything James was saying. Let's just echo—he's on a point there, but missing people are still missing people. I agree with you, Scoot. I also wanted to say a quick comment about how I don't understand how Republicans want to attack liberals and see, and they think it's an insult. I'm not insulted that I'm pro-choice, pro-this, pro-that, whatever. And you know what? It's okay that they're conser- that they're conservative. Like. I have no problem with it. I have gotten so far past Donald Trump hating. It is not an insult to call somebody a liberal. And I also wanted to say, let's get the vote out, Louisiana. And thanks, Scoop, for taking my call. Love you, Ann Coleman. Thank
1: you. Love you you too, Olivia, and I I appreciate the the call. Look, Olivia brings up an interesting interesting point. Um, You know, this... If, you, if you're missing, you're, you're, you're missing, and it, it shouldn't matter who you are. But also, if a, if, a, if a child of a famous person is missing, that is just going to naturally draw more attention than an average person. And if, um, if Will Smith's a child or if the child of a famous African-American was missing, that person would get a lot of attention, too. I'm just a little bit confused about why California has um, created this, am- this, this ebony alert, kind of like the amber alert, but it's an ebony o- alert, letting people know that a black person is, is missing. It doesn't seem like this is going to do anything except just kind of explain that we're, we're, we're separated and, and we're, we're different. A missing person is a missing person. If if there is a disparity in, in, in who law enforcement is looking for, then let's address that. But if there is this apathy toward missing African-American children, uh, which would be bad, if there is that, then how does the Ebony Alert change that? It just lets you know who's missing. And and if you're already apathetic, I think you're going to continue to be apathetic. So I don't know that this uh, really changes anything. Anyway, if you want to join us with a comment this afternoon, the Okinawa Jewelers Talk and Text Line is 504-260-1870. On the Scoot on the Air Rock Culture calendar, on this day in 2016, Bob Dylan was awarded the Nobel Prize in Literature. A great accomplishment for a rocker. I mean, some of the other people in this category were um, John Steinbeck. William Faulkner, and he was the first American to win since Tony Morrison in 1993, so Bob Dylan being awarded a Nobel Prize in Literature for the lyrics, the songs that he wrote, uh, was a major accomplishment for the uh, rock genre. I'm Scoot.
2: what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional terms apply
0: all-star closer kenley jansen we have a question what's the best podcast of all time
1: Has anything happened to you today that you can blame on Friday the 13th? Or has today really turned out to be a good day? Has something positive happened to you today that that you could actually say that Friday the 13th is not an unlucky day? It's free-for-all Friday. I'm Scoot on the air. You can uh, join us by uh, joining our um, Open Heart Jewelry Talk and Text Line, 504-260-1870. Let's go to Mike in Madisonville. Mike, you're on WWL. Good afternoon.
6: Hey, Scoot. Thanks for uh, letting me talk on the uh, radio today. Sure. Uh, First, I'd like to start off with black licorice is definitely my least favorite Halloween candy.
1: (laughs) Oh, you don't like the—you know, I kind of had an ambivalent uh, relationship with with black licorice. Uh, There were times that I thought it was just really good, and then there are times that it's just like, oh, man, this is like soap.
3: Yeah, so uh, I tried to get in
6: touch with you guys last Friday, but uh, there is a notice of intent to further the buffer zone for pogey boats. I don't know how much you guys know about this
1: well, situation pretend, going on right uh, now. Pretend I don't know anything. <laughs>
6: okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm a I'm a recreational angler. Okay. And um and and I'm sorry, someone's uh, trying to get my attention. There's a a Notice of Intent to further the zone of the pogey boats. Right, what's a they pogey catch boat? Pogie boats, yeah.
1: What's a pogey it's, boat?
6: Uh, it's, a, it's a commercial fishing vessel that catches pogeys, but the bycatch that they are catching right now are other species, such as redfish and speckled trout, wow. and they're actually endangering the population. And uh, with this Notice of Intent, it's going to push the pogey boats... A mile off of the coast, which uh, would help reduce the amount of bycatch that they are taking and killing. All
1: right, now so, I'm going to be am going to be really dumb here, but I'm I'm always honest on the <laughs> air. Mike, what is a pogey?
6: A pogey is a menhaden. It's uh, it's a little fish that uh, pretty much is the bottom of the food chain in the sea. <laughs>
1: okay, so why do you want to and, catch this?
6: Uh, well, they the commercial industry uses them. For you know, fertilizer and uh, prob- oh. you know, food products for animals, okay. et cetera, stuff like that. Okay, it's a very big industry, but the problem is, is they're fishing way too close to the coast, and we are the only state on the Gulf Coast that allows it to happen that close. And, uh, and so, is, is yeah.
1: that that? So that is, um, it's it's a uh, it's interrupting the availability of redfish and speckled trout.
6: Correct. And I think I think it's making a huge impact on the population because uh, a lot of us these past few years that fish inshore have noticed a significant decline in Mm -hmm. catching redfish speckled trout. I think are uh, there's other reasons. That uh, the population is decreasing, but mainly redfish have been really impacted. Mm-hmm. So, so
1: I'm what? Okay, so what, what's the this, what, what's the solution? Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't heard about this problem. What's what's the solution?
6: Yeah, well, I think the first solution would to to try to pass this uh, buffer zone. They've tried to push it through um, Senate and everything, and it just has not passed. Uh, a lot of commercial anglers, I think. Well, not the commercial anglers, but the uh, the pogey boat operators, they have a lot of uh, pushback on it, and I think the money in that industry is preventing this from passing.
1: So did, it sounds uh, to me like the, the pogey boat people might have a strong lobby.
6: Yeah, I, I, I really believe so. And a lot of the local people that I've been kind of following uh, in the fishing community, either in Senate or just local anglers like me or commercial anglers, are really trying to stand up against this and um, – What's happening? I think is there's not enough voices to stand up against the commercial industry of this uh, problem.
1: So, in I other in other states in, in, o- th- in other states, the pogey boats are pushed further offshore.
6: Kurt, I, honestly, I think Florida doesn't allow them at all. I okay. believe Texas doesn't allow them. Mississippi, actually, the company that fishes out here, I believe, is from Mississippi. I, don't quote me on it. But we're not even receiving any money in the state from the industry, and they're fishing right off our coast. Hmm. Yeah.
1: So, well, you have brought uh, attention to uh, to the problem. Will you Will you keep us up to date on, on the latest? Because I, I want to be on the cutting edge of the pogey boat war.
6: Absolutely. I, uh, I appreciate you letting me uh, voice this out there. I'm, I'm pretty sure that um, they're about to have public, you know, allow public comments in, on the situation and the more voices we can get in baton rouge out there i think we'll have a better chance of passing this
1: well mike um, when 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 there's a vote that comes up if you want to get on the air and uh, and talk about it uh feel free to call us thank you all right mike have a great uh, have a great weekend a uh, pokey boat's uh, problem. I had no. I had no. Idea, I had no idea what a pokey was. Uh, let's go to Karen in New Orleans. Karen, you're on WWL. Good afternoon. Good
5: afternoon. Scoot on the air. How are you? I'm good. I have something good to say. Okay. About Friday the 13th. Okay. You ready?
1: I'm ready. Always ready for something good. My toilet seat got fixed today. Your toilet seat got fixed. And they want yes, to say, it, wait, "Wait a minute!" And they want to say, "This is an unlucky day." They're crazy. I'm telling, you, this is the best. I've been waiting a month. You've been waiting a month for you. Well, it was the toilet seat was just totally broken. It fell off the the bowl. Oh no! Were you so? Were you were you sitting on the? Um, you know, were you sitting on the the? You know, the porcelain.
5: The rim.
1: Yeah, that had to be kind of chilly. And I went
5: to Walmart. I went to Walmart and bought another one, and it was too small. Oh. So I've been waiting a month. And t- they came yesterday and brought me a new one. But you know what? What? The, dumb, the dumbass didn't know how to screw in the plastic screws.
1: Really? He, he
5: So <laughs> the guy came back today to replace my AC filter and... He put on the toilet seat correctly.
1: I'm so glad to hear this. I mean, we're we you know we're hearing about we're hearing about the pogey boat problem. We're hearing about toilet seat problems here. <laughs> it's just epic. It's but you epic. know, it's just it's a it's amazing how something so simple can make somebody like you so happy. You got your toilet seat something fixed, and you're so and, and you're happy, and you know. You know, I take my toilet seat for granted. You know, I I go to use the toilet seat; it's always there. It's always there. And here's I somebody know. like you had to do without one.
5: I know.
1: Well, I'm just so happy that Friday the 13th <laughs> turned out to be the lucky day that you got your toilet seat fixed.
5: Friday the 13th. Who would ever have thought?
1: I wouldn't hey, have one thought more that. thing. Okay.
5: Don't forget to vote independent for governor.
1: Well, um, yeah, I really don't tell people how to vote, uh, so I just tell them to, to go out and and, and vote. Um, but My you know,
5: point exactly, make a point yes. on Saturday to go vote. It does matter.
1: It does, Karen. I appreciate that, and I'm so glad. I mean, what a weekend it's going to be! You got your new toilet seat.
5: <laughs> it's great.
1: <laughs> All right, Karen. Thanks a lot. Have, have a have a great Have a great weekend. So, there is, um, there's some news of about two trans athletes. They were, they were two transgender female cyclists. So, they were male, now female. And they took first and second place in Chicago's women's cycling event. Well, of course they did. All right. If you want to join us with a comment, the Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text line is 504 260 1870. So there is a new beer that's out. It might be a response to, you know, Bud Light um, being so unpopular now, but there's a new ultra right ultra right not ultra light ultra right beer that is out we'll we'll tell you about that on the sota rock culture calendar happy birthday to robert lamb of chicago robert lamb is 79 years old of all the interviews i've done i've had several conversations with robert lamb and man he is just such a classy guy and he is one of the true legendary icons of rock chicago sounds better than ever and if you get a chance to see him go see him Happy birthday to Robert Lamb. I'm Scoot on the air, and we'll be back on WWL. Halloween season is here. It's not going to feel much like a Halloween season this uh, this weekend, temperature-wise, because it's going to be in the the, the low to uh, mid 80s this weekend, and then next week, some highs are going to be in the in the 70s, and there's a chance of maybe 40s on the on the North Shore. I'm Scoot on the air. It's free for all Friday. All right. So, um, you know, Bud Light sales are down because they dared to try to get somebody in the trans community to, to represent them and to try to um, open the, the opportunity to introduce trans people to, to Bud Light, and that turned out to be a horrible sin. I don't know why, because trans people are, are people too. But somebody's come out with an interesting new beer that's getting a lot of attention. It's an ultra-right beer. No, not ultra-light. It's an ultra-right beer, and they made $500,000 in 12 hours after releasing a limited edition can The beer is conservative dad's ultra right beer. And the proceeds are being used to support those who have been unconditionally prosecuted. I'm sorry, unconstitutionally prosecuted. Conservative dad's ultra right beer has a limited edition can with President Donald Trump's uh, mugshot on the side. Ten percent of the sales are going to. Be donated to the Georgia GOP Defense Fund and the David Schaefer Legal Defense Fund because this person thinks that there are people who uh, helped Trump steal the election who are being unconstitutionally prosecuted. You know, it seems like if you try to steal an election, um, you should be punished. Anyway, if you're interested, conservative dad's ultra right beer is now available. Let's go to Jonathan in Lake Charles. Hey, Jonathan, good afternoon.
3: Hey, Scoot. How's it going, my man? Good. Good. So, listen, a couple of things. About three things I want to hit on. First okay. thing is about the pokey boat. Okay. So, my, father, my father-in-law my used to work in the pokey boat in Cameron Parish many years ago, and I just found this out when he moved back from St. Louis. He was in St. Louis for like 20 years. We just moved him back, back in March. He told me, and you'll probably like this, Scoot, that they use pogey fish once they grind them mm-hmm. to make... Perfume. So when you do your read every day for a perfume warehouse, really? behind Ford for uh, Harvey, yeah, think about pogi fish.
1: Well, I'm not okay? really sure that the 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 thought of pogi fish is going to help anybody want to go buy
3: perfume. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's just a little. That's just a little. Just a little something that I just wanted, you know. Just, you know, I don't. To, you
2: know, I look. I, I,
3: just, I, it
1: was I just. I can't believe that I've never. I mean, I don't actually consciously ever remember thinking about hearing about pogie fish or, or pogey pogie boats. So it's first time I heard about it today.
3: That was the first time I heard about it too. School was wow. like four or five months ago from my father-in-law. Wow, like interesting. I said Cameron Parish, he worked there for years. Um. So second thing is. We're going to be in H-Town this weekend, Saints versus Texans. So Houston is going to be off the chain with the Texans playing at 12, Saints, T- Saints and Texans playing at 12, and the Strohs playing at night. I'm not a Strohs fan, Scoop. I'm a Braves fan, been a Braves fan since the mid-'90s. My Braves done lost, so I was hoping it would have been a Braves-Astros World Series. But now I'm going to have to go ahead and root for the Strohs.
1: Okay. But, All right. So you But you're I, going to some games this weekend in Houston.
3: Well, I won't. I would love to scoot, but oh, you're, unfortunately, okay. I will have. I, I will be home. But this is a public service announcement for all my who that's, that's listening to scoot right now. Make a pick stop in Lake Charles before you go to Houston, <laughs> or when you're coming back, going east from Houston. That's Make nice. A stop in Lake Charles and enjoy some of my good food out here. You know, you know, drive around. You know, we got some great cuisine out here. I don't know how often you come to Lake Charles, Scoot, but um, I I don't know honestly.
1: Point, I I don't know if I've ever been to Lake Charles. I've been through it.
3: Scoot, 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 my man, my man, you are missing out, brothers. You are right. missing out, man. If you ever, if you ever decide to come to Lake Charles, man, try some of the food out right. here. You will not be disappointed.
1: I am going to make a point sometime soon to take a drive to Lake Charles. It's going to be a destination, not a not a um, a, a drive through.
3: Not a pit stop, right? <laughs> That's right. All
1: right, Jonathan. Look, I, right. I I appreciate the call. Hope you have. You think the Saints are going to win?
3: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're we're going to be four and two Scoot. I'm just letting you know that right now.
1: I think the Saints are going to win, too. Jonathan, I do appreciate the call. And as I mentioned yesterday, now, look, this is a typical pattern for the Saints. I'm not predicting that this is going to happen, and I certainly hope it doesn't happen. But wouldn't it be just like the Saints? They win two games on the road. They win big. The fans are all excited, and they come to the Dome on Thursday night football against the Jags, and they lose at home. This is what the coaches need to be talking about because it has happened in the past where the Saints are rolling and they come home and it's a game you feel like they really should have won and they didn't win because it just looked like they weren't really up for it. I don't expect that to happen. I think the Saints are kind of on a roll right now and I expect them to win in Houston and then... The next Thursday night game is next Thursday night. Saints and the Jags in the Caesar Superdome. You've got a chance to win tickets and also passes to the Saints VIP tailgate experience from bullseyeeventgroup.com. And all you have to do is go to our website, ww.com slash contest, and you could uh, register to win. So good luck with that. Hey, Taylor Swift's movie has opened up uh, a day early, opened up uh, last night. But this is going to be a big weekend for the Taylor Swift movie. It's a concert documentary on the Eras Tour. And Taylor Swift was at the game last night when Travis Kelsey, her her boy guy, uh, helped the Chiefs win, beat uh, Sean Payton and the Broncos 19 to 8. Sean Payton. Ouch. I'm Scoot. We'll be back on WWL. All right. On the Scoot of the Air rock Culture calendar, the Who recorded this song on this day in 1965, My Generation. It expressed the anger and frustration of teenagers in the 60s. Roger Dolcher said he stammered and stuttered on the lyrics to make them fit the music. And he wasn't making fun of people who were part of his generation that maybe stuttered. The BBC originally refused to play it because they didn't want to offend people that stammer, but later changed their minds. Song went to number two in the UK. It stalled at number 74 in the United States. But that was a great song. All right. um, What is the worst Halloween candy for you? And what's the Halloween candy that you hate the most? We'll we'll add that to the conversation. But if you're on hold, stay with us. We're going to get to your calls and more of your texts coming up. It is free for all Friday. It's Friday the 13th. I'm Scoot on the air. And again, if you're on hold, stay with us. Uh, we're still talking about Oliver Thomas challenging uh, CP, uh, C, um JP Morrell to a fight of the city council. Really, really juvenile um, Oliver, really.